Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about personality types and how your personality can actually play a part in the way that you operate in your bookkeeping business. And it might also shed some light on why you do certain things well and why you struggle with certain things. And so I wanted to actually talk about priorities and how to create space in your busy week. But as I started to ponder on this topic, I realized that this subject needs to come first because in, you know, obviously in prioritizing things and creating space, you also need to kind of have a fundamental um, understanding of your, um, you know, your personality and who you actually are and how you think about things and how you do and manage things. So I thought I would backtrack and lay a little bit of the foundation. So um, in another episode recently, I talked about what to do when you feel like you want to quit. And through that, I had actually a really good response from our listeners about this. And I had people coming back to me saying that they want to actually work on their character um, because in that episode I talked about how our you know we struggle with certain things because we have areas of weakness in our character and so once we focus on those areas and we develop the character in those areas then some of the things that we used to struggle with become not a struggle anymore and so it was really great very inspiring actually for me to hear from our listeners that people are actually wanting to work on their character. Now, a character is something that can you can develop, whereas your personality is different to your character. It's something that it kind of is the way it is, but it can still be shaped in terms of, you know, they kind of all link together. But anyway, I just thought it'd be really cool to do this as part of, you know, I guess as part of a little like mini online program for those of you who want to actually do some of this um, you know, uh, some of this character work, which I talked about, which is required for us to do if we want to transition from being an amateur bookkeeper to being a professional bookkeeper or to be an amateur business owner to becoming a professional business owner. So today I'm going to be talking about the Myers-Briggs type indicator, which is a personality, um, it's like a matrix where this um there's 16 different types of personalities and I'm going to be just quickly going through and talking about how our personality type um, relates to various things that we do uh, well at and the things that we struggle at. And I think it's going to be really helpful for um, each of you to actually take your personality type. If you haven't done it for a while, you could actually do it again. I'm going to actually put a link in um, to a couple of places where you can go to get some tests. Uh, You don't need to spend money on these tests. You can just do um, the free version of the test to start off with just to get to to understand your personality type and start to think around this. Because one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that people tend to put bookkeepers in a box. 
And I really don't like that because through the, um, the work that I do with bookkeepers, you know, um, we, I actually will sometimes get my clients to do their Myers-Briggs, although sometimes I'm quite good at actually guessing what people's Myers-Briggs type indicator actually is. I can, I can kind of get a sense of their personality type just through observing and listening to them and seeing how they tend to manage certain things. So usually the test, you know, I might get the test done to confirm that or often people have already taken the test before. So do you know what your personality type is? Um, because knowing yourself better is going to be able to help you to make this transition from being an amateur to a professional. And a lot of people assume that bookkeepers all have the same personality type and they assume that we are just these analytical procedural people who love to do routine work and crunch numbers and all that kind of thing. And I've just found such diversity in personality types in our industry. There's all different types of bookkeepers across our industry. We're made up of all different types of personalities and it's very, it is a big mistake to put bookkeepers into one single category because we're not all the same. And, you know, I guess the typical bookkeeper is going to be categorized as uh, what we'll know as an ISTJ type personality. So what I'll do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk about the ISTJ personality type and then I'm going to contrast that um, personality type to um, another personality type that's actually the complete opposite of that. And this person can be just as much as a bookkeeper as the other type. So I'm going to start off the ISTJ personality type, and I'm actually taking this from a website called truity.com, which I'll include in the link. So it's T-R-U-I-T-Y.com, truity.com. And on there, there's like an overview of the different types of personalities. So here's your typical bookkeeper or what people think a typical bookkeeper is. <laughs> Listen, maybe you'll laugh when you hear this because you're either maybe just like this or maybe you're completely different and you think it's ridiculous. So the ISTJ J-type personality. So these people are responsible organizers driven to create and enforce order within systems and institutions. They are neat and orderly inside and out, and they tend to have a procedure for everything that they do. Is this, does this feel like it's like totally you or totally not you right now? Or maybe is it how you wish you were? I don't know. It's, it's kind of making me like chuckle inside when I, when I, when I read this. So reliable and dutiful ISTJs want to uphold tradition and follow regulations. They're steady, productive contributors. Although they are introverted, ISTJs are rarely isolated. Typically, ISTJs know just where they belong in life and want to understand how they can participate in established organisations and systems. They concern themselves in maintaining the social order and making sure that standards are met. So you can have a little bit of a read there. There's actually like, um, you know, there's a section for strengths and careers and relationships. So I'm just going on to the careers page here because it talks about how they're to how ISTJs are at work. Um, so it's talking about how dependable they are, they're meticulous, they love deadlines and, um, you know, they take their deadlines very seriously and, you know, they're very systematic in the way that they work. So, um, you know, it says here, actually, an ideal job for an ISTJ allows them to solve logical problems in an orderly way. 
And so the ideal work environment is quiet, organised and structured with rules and regulations that are well established and clearly adhered to by all. So I really feel like this is the, this is the typical image of a bookkeeper that we all get or not maybe not we all but business owners are definitely getting this um you know they get that this is the image that business owners probably think of when um when they think of a bookkeeper and you know we're, we're not all like that and people get drawn into bookkeeping for all different types of reasons and the problem is when we try and force ourselves to be something that we're not that can actually cause some issues and you know once you understand the personality types it helps you to not only understand yourself and build your own character but it helps you to understand other people and how to relate to them and it also helps you to understand why people probably especially in your work might treat you a particular way because they go oh you're a bookkeeper therefore you must be like this now i'm going to contrast this to another bookkeeper who i know personally someone i know uh, very well. Um, and that is the um, ENFP. And so I, I'm wondering if I should, maybe I should just quickly tell you what the letters stand for. So the I, the I, the, the, like, so there's four items basically, ISTJ or ENFP. So you can either be an I or an E, an S or an F, uh, sorry, an, an S or a um, P. Oh my gosh, sorry, I'm jumbling it up in my head. An S or an N, a T or an F, or a J or a P. So I'll quickly go through and just tell you real quick what those actually stand for and just contrast them. And then I'll share this other personality type with you. Okay, so we'll start with the first one. So the first one is E versus I, which is extroversion versus introversion. And so, as you probably know, it's introversion or extroversion is really about how you regroup and regenerate yourself um, and your preferences um, and how you behave in social situations. So, the typical introvert um, likes spending time alone or they prefer to be in smaller groups and they, they don't really like to be centre of attention. Um, you know, they like to, yeah, I don't know. They're the opposite of the extrovert, which is really, they're not, extroverts are not always, you know, party people, but it means they like spending time with people. They like to be in busy, active surroundings and, you know, they say what's on their mind and, you know, they, they don't mind having attention on them. It doesn't mean they're attention seekers, but, it, you know, they, they don't mind that. They're happy to you know, branch out, like at a party, they're happy to start conversations, you know, have a, a little bit of a laugh. They might, you know, the introverted people probably feel good around these people because it helps draw them out of their shell and helps them to, you know, think to keep the conversation going as well. But it's not just about that. It's also like where the person derives their, um, their energy from and how they regroup and refresh themselves. So an extrovert might be like, oh, I just need to go and be around people. I need to talk and, you know, that will revive me. Whereas the introvert's like, I just need to be alone for a little while. They want to curl up with a good book and, or just, you know, process, um, you know, their week or whatever. And so then you've got S versus I. So sensing versus intuition. So this is basically the difference between, um, it, it's the people who, go off of things that they can tangibly see and hear and 
you know, experience. Whereas the intuitive people, they read between the lines, they see patterns and, uh, and that kind of thing. They tend to be um, creative, whereas the sense of people um, tend to be more practical and, you know, um, you know, it's really about where they get their, um, what they do with information, how they take in information and, um, you know, like process that information, where it comes from. So if you think, um, yeah, if you, it, it's really just that reading, um, people who are able to read between the lines, they might see things that others don't see. They think about things more abstractly. Um, you know, they pick up on uh, small things that others don't see, whereas the sensory people, maybe they're, you know, they're probably a little bit more focused on the here and now, whereas the intuitive people, they think about, you know, what's coming up um, in the future and that kind of thing. So then you've got the thinking versus feeling people. So um, this is about decision making. This is how people actually um, make their decisions. So thinkers are very logical. They kind of have their checklists and their if this, then that, and they make their decision through that. Whereas people who are feelers, they, they make the decisions about whether something is, um, you know, whether it feels good, um, they might make the decision because it's something that makes other people feel good. Like, so when they're making their decisions, they either think like, what do I, how do I feel about this? Whereas the thinker is like, how do I, what do I think about this? Do I think that this is going to, you know, be the best choice to make? And then you've got judging versus perceiving, um, which is the last one. And that's about how we organize ourselves. And so, um, like I said before, the judging is not about being judgmental. It's more about wanting um, structure and planning things. And whereas the perceivers are more spontaneous. So perceivers like to um, keep their options open, whereas judges like to, um, you know, they like to plan things ahead and that kind of thing. So... So in the example I gave before, the ISTJ is this introverted person who is sensing, so they're practical and they go off of what they can directly see, hear and feel through their senses. Um, they're thinking decision makers, so they're logical and they make their decisions through, um, you know, going through what they think rather than thinking about their feelings and, and you know, how they feel about something. And then they like structure and plans and you know to, to have schedules and things like that so it's it's you know this is the way that people assume that bookkeepers are and maybe you know maybe you've been getting yourself sort of squished into that box because of the profession that you've chosen but I'm here to tell you that if you're I mean if you're that then that's great like I would I would think that somebody who's this type of personality they're really good at the recurring like they're the, they're the routines. They're the ones that are happy. They just turn up on the, on the day they do their job. They're happy to, you know, kind of do more repetitive work. And these, you know, these type of bookkeepers, they're great for maintenance type bookkeeping. They're very reliable. They're good at, they're going to be good at managing the deadlines and things like that. Um, but they're not necessarily going to be, you know, they're not necessarily going to be highly entrepreneurial or they might not be, they might not feel like they're very good at marketing. Um, they, 
you know, they might feel very nervous about putting themselves out there around people. And, you know, so as you can see already, there's the strengths and weaknesses of that type of personality. But if you're not that personality, like you could be any combination of, of these. That's why they're called, that's why it's like a matrix. You've got 16 different possible combinations. So you can, you know, it's always the E or the I for the first one, the S or the I for the second one. Um, uh, oh, no, sorry. Not S. <laughs> get myself muddled up. S versus N. Uh, T versus S or J versus P like you're one or the other but then you can be any combination of the others so I think you'll have to go on the website to figure all of that out because for me to explain it in words isn't really going to be grabbing your attention and so from there um, yeah like take the quiz I think you know they just ask you like a batch of questions and then they kind of analyze you and give you a, a report and so I hope this really gives you courage or encouragement to know all of the different types because you've got, um, um, I'll just like, I'll quickly go through the names cause I think this will be interesting. You've got the INFP who's the healer and then the INTJ, which is the mastermind. The INFJ is the counselor and the INTP is the architect. So you can see that there's different, you know, you can already see that there's these different types of personalities. So the one that I read out before the ISTJ this person is the called the inspector. So, you know, they're, they're the person that they're, you know, this person makes a great bass agent because they, they're looking at things, they're analysing, they're picking out mistakes, they're seeing where the person is not being compliant with the ATO laws and they're, you know, bringing all of that into, into play. And then, but I guess the weakness of the ISTJ is that they might be, they might be blunt and they might be quite dry in the way that they communicate things. Um, and so that person might really, because they thrive on rules and they get very excited about the rules, they forget that other people aren't actually necessarily into that sort of stuff. And so the ISTJ, if, there were, if that bookkeeper is working with a business owner who is like the opposite, like if they're like the visionary type, which is the ENTP, or if they are, um, you know, if they're one of the more creative, intuitive types or they're someone who doesn't like deadlines and schedules and rules, then that person's potentially going to, they, they, they're going to rub up against one another and it's going to be quite frustrating for both parties. But the problem is because that ISTJ is, um, you know, because of the way that they go off perception, they might not, and because they go off thinking rather than feeling, they might not necessarily pick up on these certain things that the business owners experience. And then it can actually cause offense. So the ISTJ can be, become offended um, with the other person because they're like, well, okay, they're breaking the rules. They're doing the wrong thing. They need to get it right with the ATO. They need to pay their staff correctly and all these things. I'm not saying that people shouldn't do that, but you've got to remember that if you have that inspector personality, then you thrive off of those things, but not everybody does. And just because somebody doesn't love uh, rules and compliance and you know getting everything perfectly aligned, um, just because someone else doesn't enjoy that, it doesn't mean necessarily that they're a bad person or a jerk or 
Um, you know, it doesn't even necessarily mean that they're intending to do the wrong thing. And, you know, of course, business owners sometimes do do the wrong thing, but you're going to have, you know, by understanding these different personality types, like for example, I'm just looking at this one here, the ESTP is called the dynamo. This is a, these are thrill seekers. They kind of run around putting out fires and they're energetic and dynamic and they're all, you know, they take risks and things like that. And for the ISTJ bookkeeper, it's like, oh my goodness, this book, uh, you know, this, this business owner is crazy and look what they're doing. And so, but we've got to also remember how all the different types contribute to society and to life. It's just that we might not always be great at dealing with those certain types of people. Now, I don't know if there are any ASTP bookkeepers. It'd be interesting if there were. Um, you know, it, yeah, it's just funny. Like even just sitting here looking over some of these, um, you know, I can, I'm trying to picture myself, trying to picture if this personality type was a bookkeeper, what kind of bookkeeper would they look like and what type of ideal clients would they have and who would they really enjoy working with? Who would they really hate working with? So already, like, I feel like just starting this discussion is really opening up some, um, yeah, some, some, some pretty cool ideas. So let's meet the polar opposite, the ENFP. So this person is the, um, so this is the extroverted person. So they like being around people or they revive from being around people. Um, they're expressive, you know, so what I'm thinking here is your bookkeeper who actually likes to work on site with people. They don't like to be in the office by themselves. They like to be around people, have the radio going, um, you know, chit chat in the office, all that kind of thing. So that's your extroverted uh, bookkeeper your ENF, in your ENFP. And then with the N, we've got this intuitive type bookkeeper. So we've got someone who is able to... I, I'm thinking this person's probably quite good with rescue jobs. So um, rather than just kind of going off of their, what they like see um, necessarily like right in front of them, they're probably, even though like, so the one that's supposed to be logical in decision-making and, and, and that kind of thing is the thinking person. But when you've got this person who's intuitive, they're going to be great at problem solving in a different kind of way. It's going to be something that steps out of side your traditional like facts and figures and logic. And they, they can find things beyond, you know, what they can see right in front of them. And because they're so good at recognizing patterns in things, they can see where something is off. So I'm talking about a bookkeeper who can actually look at a P and L or a balance sheet and actually like not only spot that there might be some mistakes in this person's data file, but they can even almost read into like what might be going on for this business owner. And so I really hope, like, I don't know, I kind of feel relieved reading this because, you know, I guess if, if you're like either one of these or neither one of these, you know, you'll be one combination of each different type and category so you'll relate to something that I'm saying but either way I sort of feel this sense of relief like I hope that me, by me sharing this that it's letting you off the hook in some way like as in you know if you're feeling like oh I'm really trying to be this certain way but you know maybe you're just not and maybe by hearing this you can go oh right like that's how come 
how like that's how come I'm like that how that's how come rather than you know liking the the routine work of bookkeeping which some actually do they like to just get through and do the, the regular routine but then there's others who um like the big projects the exciting things the rescue jobs you know they're going to thrive off of this sort of thing whereas you've got you know i mean i've heard people saying even this week that they just you know they, they don't like that really um difficult sort of um you know big project type work and all that kind of thing. Some, you know, some of you don't like dealing with people. Some of the, some of you don't like dealing with. Some of you get bored because of the routine tasks, and so, yeah. So I think there's, you know, for all you intuitive bookkeepers out there who aren't, you know, just simply what you see and hear and feel, um, you know, I'm hoping this will help to make sense of some of the things, and to help you to accept yourself more. And to also help you to see, you know, where you might be having things that you're struggling with that you can start to work on. And yeah, so we've got, then we've got in, so in the ENFP, obviously we've got the feeling person versus the thinking person. Like you just, like when you think of this logical person um, who's got this kind of decision-making process that's very much like a checklist um, you don't really necessarily think of, you know, that typical bookkeeper being someone who makes their decisions based on their feelings, but there absolutely are. And so, all right, I'm going to admit it. You probably figured it out already, but the ENFP, that's my personality type. So for those of you who just love hearing me go on about myself, here you go, there it is. But um, it's not just me. Like I've worked with numerous bookkeepers who have actually the same personality type as me it doesn't mean that they're confident enough to be out there having a podcast or whatever it's not really about that you know it doesn't even mean that they're you know if you've got the same personality type as someone it doesn't mean you're the same as them you know there's so many other factors that make up a human being that you know but it's kind of this underlying way of processing or understanding the world and you know navigating life so there there you go so um the, you know, the person who has this um, feeling type perspective, I guess now that I've told you this, it's probably making sense why when we talked about <laughs> that episode where I talk about dobbing in a bass agent, do you dob in a bass agent? Well, the ISTJ is going to say, the rules say this, therefore dob them in. Whereas for me, I'm like, that person like that's and I'm not saying either is right or wrong actually by the way it's just you know like I have I've had people come back to me and share their perspective on how they felt that you know like either I'm being a little bit soft or maybe I'm taking matters into my own hands by wanting to have a conversation with them you know other people might be just like oh well these are the rules like I just dob them into the tax practitioners board and if they are working unregistered well they'll get out and if they're not and the TPB can deal with them or if um, you know if they're not if they are registered and it's all good then the TPB won't tell them so they won't find out that they got topped in so it'll all be fine whereas for me I tend to go and you know I'm the intuitive type as well so going into um, you know reading between the lines and going oh like what's going on for that person and how come you know, why are they doing that? Are they aware of what the rules are, you know? And so, I don't know, I've, I've had a few people even recently say like, 
that I'm too soft and they go, I would just do this. And they go like, and for me, when they say what they would do, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so blunt. Like I don't like hurting people's feelings, but the reality is it's not just me. And that's why I'm telling you this right now, because it's not that you guys are interested in what type of personality I am, but the bit that's interesting to you is that I actually think I am an excellent bookkeeper. Like I've always been very good at bookkeeping and I don't, yeah, I guess it's just to give you hope that if you're not that typical ISTJ, then, you know, then you can still have a great career in bookkeeping. But I'm actually thinking like you might need some ISTJs on your team. Like if you're like me, gosh, I just, the day-to-day routine work, it's just like, oh my goodness. But because of that personality type that's happy to take risks and, you know, just like, and that kind of thing. Like for me, it's like, well, it's obvious to me that, you know, I'm not into that routine, but I love to get into the mess when there's, you know, this kind of, yeah, there's this messy rescue job and, you know, want to dig into it. And I kind of find that fun, but once it's all up to date and it's just the routine ongoing maintenance work, it's like boring. Like (laughs) I can't handle it. And, you know, I will admit to you, like, I remember the first time when I started to go to um, bookkeeper, like meetings or whatever you want to call them, like um, coffee clubs and things like that. And I remember sitting in those meetings, like where they're going through like all the ATO updates and what's changing the laws and stuff like that. And I actually felt bad until I learned this. It's like, I do not give a stuff. Like, I know that sounds really bad and like quite unprofessional that I don't really care about like the rules and the laws and things like that. I do care about them, but I care about them for a different reason. So, um, you know, for me, I care about um, the laws because you know for me i you know let's let's use fair work laws for example the reason that i care care about fair work laws is because um you know like i want employers to treat their employees well and i also believe that by you know when we abide by the laws that we um you know we 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 have a, a a strong foundation you know, like our countries come up with all of these laws for a certain reason. Like they don't come up with the laws laws because they want to be annoying. They don't come up like fair work doesn't make laws because they want to be irritating. And the ATO doesn't come up with laws because they want to annoy people. It's just, they, they come up with specific rules because they think, all right, this rule is going to lead to an outcome that is in the best interest of our um, country. It's going to collect the amount of taxes that we need to run X, Y, and Z. And it's going to make sure that employees are treated well and you know you can't get everything perfect that's going to suit everybody but i believe that you know that as a whole they do have the best interest of people you know as part of that outcome i guess so so for me i remember sitting in these meetings where they're talking about like changes to um I don't know, like they'd just be talking about what, it, like whatever changes, like, as you can see, I can't even think what they would be. Cause to me, it's just so dull. It's like, ah, oh, I just like, I, for me, it's painful to sit through that. And so I just think to myself, well, I'm just going to outsource it. Like if I need someone to kind of tell me all the technical stuff about bookkeeping or, you know, um, 
that's fine. Like I'll do what I need to do to, you know, remain a qualified BAS agent and to keep my registration and keep my CPA up, CPE up to date. But above and beyond that, like you're not going to catch me. Um, like if it's something that doesn't, isn't going to benefit others. And if it's not going to contribute to the big picture, it's like, I'm not going to sit around. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So if you struggle with, um, yeah, if you struggle with, uh, you know, like reading or understanding some of these things, then it could be just that you're an ENFP or you have some combination of this intuitive or feeling type personality. And so the last one is the judging versus perceiving. So perceivers like to keep their options open. Judges like to um, lock things in. And so if you're... Um, yeah, if you're a bookkeeper who likes a timetable, then you probably, like, I'm not saying that you don't find bass time str um, stressful or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm not saying that you necessarily enjoy these types of things, but, you you know, you like to have that sense of order. And when it's not there, you probably feel a bit out of touch. Whereas if you're a perceiver, you're probably less likely to... Um, you know, have this structure. And I think for me, like for me being a perceiver, because I really hate structure and you guys are probably shocked to hear this because I help bookkeepers set up all their systems and processes and, um, you know, workflows and things like that. But there's a reason why I'm good at that. So if you're this orderly structured person, you might not necessarily need any of these external checklists and processes and things like that whereas for me um if you're if you're like me and you're that perceiving type and you're not really you know or if you're that feeling type and less logical then you know the reality is that we need to do these routines and we need to have schedules and we need to have structure um and it's fine if you don't like to a certain level if you're just going to want to be a solopreneur or can't believe I just said that word, solopreneur. Who even says that? I meant to say a solo practitioner. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, if you're a solo practitioner and you're happy to just work on your own and you're not really planning on having a team and things like that, it probably doesn't matter if all the information is in your head because what you're going to do is you're just going to work away at things and you'll do things naturally and you'll go through the motions and you'll do your process and everything will be fine. And, you know, whereas if you're wanting to actually grow your business and bring people in and you know um you're wanting to go sort of i guess to the next level you're wanting to make that transition from being like i don't want to say that you're an amateur if you don't want to grow your business that's not what i'm saying but if you're wanting to make that sort of transition to like i'm taking this business really serious and i do want to run it like a professional you're gonna have to you know you're going to have to have some kind of structure. And so for me, because, because I do have this personality type, obviously, you know, you know, to be able to kind of go with the flow and manage things like, has, I mean, it's always been fine when it comes to rescue jobs, but when it's the routine stuff, I get really bored. And so, yeah, you know, like to keep things interesting. And the thing, one of the things that I find that keeps things interesting is to not really manage like deadlines and like just to be kind of a bit haphazard with things because when you're haphazard, <laughs> this is sounding really bad, when you're haphazard, you basically just like 
so for me, I thrive off things being a project and how do you turn your everyday routines into a project? Well, you don't do them routinely and then it builds up and then you've got an exciting project to work on. You know, you get a nice dose of dopamine and, um, suddenly, you know, like for me, that's how I get my motivation. But I started to realize that firstly, if I want to grow in my business, that's not going to work. Um, and I also start to realize I don't really like feeling stressed. And so unfortunately my personality type, um, along with, you know, um, a couple of, you know, other, other things like mean that, you know, some of those things I'm not good at but I'm great at sales and marketing. So, you know, which is cool, but at the same time, you know, so anyway, what was my point? My point was the reason I have all of these like processes is because I need them. That's why I've got them. I can't just, you know, I, I remember when I started to realize I needed to create this, it was when things became bigger than me. And guess when that was, it was when I had children. So you know, I'm not saying, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it, for me, it was after I had kids, I remember thinking I, I couldn't wing stuff anymore because I think like after you have kids and it probably wasn't just having kids, it was probably also about getting older as well. So as you get older and as you, you know, or, or if you have kids, it, I probably both have maybe causing the same thing to happen in that. I felt that I was becoming less efficient or I felt that I would lose my train or my focus or I found when I had got interrupted that I couldn't easily come back to where I had been currently up to. And all of a sudden I realized I need a check. I need a checklist. And so I created checklists for every single one of my clients because I felt like I was just, yeah, like I wasn't as efficient as I was and I wasn't getting things done as quickly and I would forget things and things would fall through the crack. And so, yeah, that was it. I was like, all right, well, if I have a checklist in front of me, I can just run through that with each client. Like, and so I started to do that. And even though I have done bookkeeping a million times, I just thought, yeah, I just like having it there, you know? And I think for me, it helped me, yeah, to, to stay on track. And so, yeah, I, I think for me, the reason that I've got into all of these processes is because like I need, I needed it when I had to go beyond myself. So once, you know, once I had kids, it's sort of like, oh, it's like, I don't know, a good example would be making dinner. You know, when we're single, we just make dinner whenever we feel like it or, we, you know, we get hungry and we just make dinner. Whereas once you have kids, you've just got to like, you've got to have regular meals. It's like, it's not really an option anymore because they get really loud <laughs> if you don't feed them on time. And so I remember when I first had kids <laughs> and I'm like, why, you know, the kids would get kind of irritated and, you know, they start to be grumpy or crying a lot. And I'm like, what's wrong with them? Like, you know, and I remember saying to William, my first son, like, what's like, what's wrong with him? Why is he so upset? Why is he so sensitive? And then we look at the clock and we're like, ah, it's lunchtime. And so the funny thing is William, okay, here's the truth. William's an ISTJ and I'm an ENFP. So we're like the complete opposite personality types. And it's actually quite funny because some of his, 
ISTJ rubbed off on me and some of my ENFP rubbed off on him. So when I first met him, he used to eat. (laughs) I used to say to him, um, are you hungry? And he would always say, what time is it? And I'm like, who cares what the time is? Are you hungry? And he's like, well, so he eats on the clock, whereas I eat when I feel hungry. (laughs) And so I started to realize that, you know, um, so I'd gotten him out of the habit of eating on the clock, but then we had kids and it's like, well, kids kind of need to eat on the clock, especially, you know, if they're that more structured type. Um, Whereas if you're the type that can work a whole day and forget to eat and then go, Oh my gosh, I forgot to eat. Like, (laughs) okay, let's go make something to eat. So it's just sort of funny. You can, you can see in that example, how when two people come together with these different personality types, you've got, yeah, whatever. And so I had to become more structured. William had to become more uh, flexible. Um, you know, I had to go through a process of teaching him, you know, not to be so blunt, like when he would express his thoughts, um, and he would teach me to be more straightforward in the way that I communicated and, you know, and also for my, like, I guess not to let my feelings get hurt um, so easily. And yeah, it's actually quite funny when I think about it like that. So I guess like right now, you're probably thinking about some of your clients or maybe your partner or, you know, um, any of this, I, like I highly recommend, like obviously you probably can't get your clients to take the test, but you can probably figure your clients out. I reckon that's like, for me, that's like really exciting. Whereas that's the intuitive feeling side of me. Whereas if you're the sensing thinking type, you're thinking, why would I do that? <laughs> Whereas I'm like, oh, I like, I love um, kind of, you know, I don't know, like reading into things and figuring people out and all that sort of stuff. So I guess that's probably why. So you can't get your clients to do it, but you can get your partner to do it. You can do it yourself. You can, you can, you can figure other people out as you go through and you read all the different criteria and things like that. You go, Oh, I know why. Cause this person is this and that person is that and blah, blah, blah. So when you do the test, depending on which one you do, you can find out where you're at on the scale. So for me, I'm actually an, I'm really borderline on extroversion and introversion. Like I could, I I fluctuate between one and the other. Like I would be, I don't know, like if I've had a a draining day, like I probably just want to get stuck into a book most of the time. But then sometimes like I like to verbally process things. So I think you might find that you're on the borderline of some of them. So I'm very much very close to the middle with introversion and extroversion. And depending on the day, if I take the test, I'll fall on one side or the other. Um, And whereas with the other three, I'm very much right to the other end of the scale. Like I'm very much those you know, whatever. So do the test, um, check it out, find out what, um, what type you are. Um, you know, if you want to share in the Facebook group and let us know like what type you are, um, or anything that you learned from this podcast, um, episode, then that would be great. Um, and so in the next episode, um, I'm going to be talking about priorities and creating space in your busy week. I'm going to be sharing, um, yeah, I guess from my own experience, like, you know, as I've already explained in this episode, um, you know, because of because of my personality type, I've had to work hard at trying to figure out how to manage my week and my time. Um, so this would, I guess, this would probably especially appeal to those who do find it difficult 
um, more difficult to like plan and structure things. Um, and those who find themselves tending more towards the, not, you don't, it doesn't matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert, but maybe, you know, the other three types, <laughs> the other three categories um, of person, like if you're more on the NFP um, side of the scale, then, you know, you definitely probably need some help um, with this area. So that's what I'm going to talk about. So um, I will catch up with you in the next episode where I'm going to be talking about, um, yeah, just helping you get some headspace in your week and some time back in your week. So I will talk to you then. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you again for joining me. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.